Greetings. Welcome to the Calvary Media SDA podcast series. Episode 8 streamed live on June 4th, 2022 with Pastor Coastly Joseph in a sermon entitled, Who Do You Say I Am? Sit back and enjoy the Calvary audio experience. But first, a word from our sponsor. Looking to start a new podcast? Tired of paid services stealing your money for little benefits? Want a more versatile host service? Well, look no further than Anchor. Just sign up today and upload to your heart's content with Anchor. Our sermon title is simply When Jesus Says When. Please join me in prayer, Heavenly Father, for these next few minutes. We want to hear a word from you. So, Lord, speak to me. Speak to us today. And it's the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning, we're going to go in a little different direction. And so I know we read Matthew earlier. And I want you to open your Bible to John chapter 12, verse 32. John chapter 12, verse 32. We're going in a little different direction. Just Bear with the pastor. We'll we'll get it all together. John chapter 12, verse 32. And these are the words of Jesus in the Bible. And in the red letter Bible, they're written in red means these are the actual words of Jesus. And it says, and I, when I am lifted up from earth, will draw all people unto myself. This morning as I was... Looking at my sermon notes, the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is the illustration that I want you to use. And so I found myself researching magnets. According to a website entitled sciencehowstuffworks.com on magnets, magnets are objects that produce a magnetic field and attract items like iron, nickel, and cobalt. By their very nature, they draw things unto themselves. Now, there are three different types of magnets. I'm going somewhere with this. And the first type of magnet is called a permanent magnet. That type of magnet is a magnet that produces its own force field all the time. That magnet does not need to be charged. It simply is what it is. Got me thinking a little bit about who God is and by his very nature, he draws people to himself. If I had more time, I would lean into the fact that when you see a congregation that doesn't draw people, you have to ask yourself, is the true magnet in the church? If I had more time. So let me tell you about another type of magnet. This one is called a temporary or soft magnet. This one produces a field in the presence of a magnetic field or for a short time when they leave the magnetic field. And as I looked at that, I began to see myself when I'm connected to Christ, I develop a magnetic field. I'm a temporary magnet. You're a temporary magnet. As long as you're connected to the right magnet, you will produce a field. But then if you distance yourself from the permanent magnet, 
you begin to lose your magnetic field. And then there's a third type of magnet. It's called an electronic, electromagnet. Pardon my English, French is my native language. But in this magnet, it is one that only creates a field when electricity flows through it. I began to look at this. And this is the paradigm for which I began to read John chapter 12. Join with me, John. We're just going to look at a couple of verses and then I will sit down. The context for John chapter 12, you've got to read a few verses before. And we're going to look at John chapter 11, 54. It says, Jesus therefore no longer walked openly amongst the Jews, but went from there to reign a region near the wilderness to this town of Ephraim. And there he stayed with his disciples. Verse 55, John 11, verse 55, and it says, And now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Verse 56, I want you to underline this. They were looking for Jesus. The first point that I want to draw to you is that Jesus by himself draws people. Jesus by himself draws people. As you can see, Jesus is choosing to pull away from society because at that time people are trying to kill him. But Jesus by his nature draws people. The question that I ask us today is, are you here because Jesus called you? Are you here looking for Jesus? Why are you here today? I suggest to you that there are two types of people that are looking for Jesus. There's one that's looking to be transformed by Jesus. And there's another group of people that are looking to kill Jesus. Let's keep reading. Verse 56, it says, They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? That he will not come to the feast at all? Verse 57, I'm going to read it nice and slow. Now the chief priests, my translation, you and me, and the Pharisees, my translation, you and me, had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should, should let them know so that they might arrest him. And the apostle John makes careful note that the people who are looking to arrest Jesus are the church folk. This is why I said you and me. Again, we're starting with the premises. There are two types of people looking to connect with Jesus to be transformed. And second, looking to kill Jesus. The second point that I want to draw to your attention today is while Jesus draws people, Jesus is willing to take a detour to encounter you. 
Where do we get this? Look at John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. This is the story of Jesus knowing that they are looking to arrest him, to kill him. He still makes time in his journey to go to Lazarus and Simon's house. And why is he going there is because Jesus had brought Lazarus back from the dead. Jesus has given Pastor Joseph new life. And now Jesus comes to the house to celebrate. His life is at risk, and yet he takes a detour to celebrate with people who appreciate him. Point number two is that Jesus is willing to take a detour to encounter you. Now, there are some strange things that are happening here. While he's spending time with people, let's pick up John chapter 12, verse 9. It says, and then... When the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. If I had more time, I would suggest to you that we need to spend more time sharing our testimony when people come looking for Jesus. People were coming all over to see Jesus and the man who had a second life. Each one of you here, under the sound of my voice, have a new life. Jesus has raised you. That life of sin is no longer your condition. You have new life. But look at verse 10. So the chief priests made plans to do what? To put Lazarus to death as well. I want to pause for a brief moment, not in a sermon notes, but put yourself in the position of the churchgoers then. If Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead the first time, do you think he can do it again? Doesn't it seem a little silly for them to plot to kill a man whom Jesus had raised from the dead? It goes to show you the foolishness that we do when like a magnet, we disconnect ourselves from Christ and think that we can go about and kill what God has given new life to. Verse 12, the next day a large crowd had come to the feast. They heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Church, I suggest to you today, if we spent more time talking about Jesus, people would come. What did they do? Verse 13. So they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus rode on a donkey. If I had more time, I would tell you that Jesus loves technology. The donkey was cutting edge back then. Don't be afraid to be cutting edge because Jesus, if Jesus was here right now, he would be on Zoom and on YouTube and he would be probably driving a Tesla given to him by the believers. Jesus was cutting edge. That's not one of the points. But the third, the third point that I want to bring to you is Jesus said this himself. He says, when Jesus is lifted up, he will draw all men. 
We see that in verse 32. Jesus at the end of his discourse, I'm getting ready to land a plane. It says here, and I, when I am lifted up from earth, I will draw all people to me. See, church, Jesus is waiting for us today to simply lift him up. We want to spend energy trying to get people to come here. And I shared with you in a sermon last week, we need to just be hospitable people. Let Jesus shine through you. And when you do, he's going to draw all people to him. Jesus says simply as he's talking to his disciples, he says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Calvary, if you're listening on Zoom, if you're listening on YouTube, we have come to this communion table because Jesus is giving us a new chance to simply lift him up. In the past three months, in the past life, if you are like me, you may have had a moment to grumble and complain, but starting today, we need to simply lift up Jesus. Bring your problems to Jesus and leave them there, but lift him up because that's what the world needs to see. And church, I want to take this moment today to share with you how our young people are learning to lift up Jesus. Last week, right after church, Pastor rushed with a few church members to go to the campgrounds. And we have our leaders here who have been lifting up Jesus behind the scenes. I'm not going to call names, but I'm looking directly at them. Pastor came in on Friday, and when I saw the leaders who work in our Pathfinder department working tirelessly to ensure that the next generation can have a life-transforming experience, I said that we need to make this a part of our worship experience. So I'm going to ask our AV team to show us a quick clip of our young people learning how to lift up Jesus. Church, if you strained your ears, you would hear the drum corps playing the drums. Here we are teaching the next generation. Correction, the current generation. That experience is something that they're going to take for the rest of their lives. And Jesus now is challenging each one of us. You may not go to the campgrounds and work with the young people. But at your job, take a moment to uplift Jesus. And watch him draw people to you like a magnet. And watch him take those people and connect him to the permanent magnet. So that when we get to heaven... Heaven will be full of people who have a new life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in to episode 8 of the Calvary Media SDA podcast series. We are looking forward to seeing you again next week for episode 9. Have a great one and stay blessed.